Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hello, everybody. And we're joined for the third time by a special guest. You're the first person for the that, that's been a guest on the show three times. Adam. Whoa, whoa. From the Great Pumpkin Project. I feel, I feel very, <laughs> very, very privileged. Thank you. Um, it's good to... Um, mess you guys up with uh, technical stuff for three years in a row but you're still having me back hey man we it's, welcome it's it. how it is yeah we we welcome the te- the technical difficulties it. that's that's uh but <laughs> what's uh what's a podcast without uh technical difficulties i guess that, i suppose that that's pretty true that's yeah, especially when you have guests on especially when there's like a guest that doesn't yeah. do this all the time you know you're not a seasoned is- pro like dave and i kind of <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I don't believe you for a second, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, but just in case now, and, and I think I've done this twice in a row because, and I'm, I'm shaming our listeners, which is not good. But if you have not listened to the previous two episodes Adam was on, let our listeners know what exactly is the Great Pumpkin Project. All right. Well, uh, the Great Pumpkin Project has been something that I've been doing for would be year number eight now. Uh, the Ooh. purpose of it, yeah, love it. So, a lot of <laughs> lot of garbage bags filled with pumpkin seeds and a lot of miles and burnt gas for sure. Um, so, <laughs> Great Pumpkin Project is a project going eight years now. Um, the idea is to leave carved jack o' lanterns in different random parts. Uh, around towns, um, creepy houses, on train bridges, on anywhere that looks like it could use some Halloween spirit. And hopefully somebody passes by it, goes, what the hell is that? And it's like, you know, I get it. I appreciate the random random Halloweenness of it. And in addition to just leaving those out, it's one for every night of October. Uh, each pumpkin has a tag on it saying great pumpkin project and a clever little saying on the back each year we get a different artist to design the tag designs a lot of pretty well-known halloween people have been involved in it i'm proud to say and uh yeah just trucking along and um happy to be here i'm glad somebody's still interested in doing it. <laughs> i have a question for you adam i have an answer <laughs> who's doing this year's tag it is up it's still up in the air i'm um in talks between like two people i tried with one person but way too booked up i usually will i usually like to have the art and the uh the tags themselves in hand by like mid-september and it's not going to happen um mm. so we'll see we um weigh my options we'll see how it comes i'm actually kind of looking at possibly going the route of going through somebody I know directly so I can kind of nitpick a little more, get a little bit more like, well, what about this? What about this? You know, kind of fine tune the design. Sure. You don't want to, you don't want to go and be extra picky to, you know, somebody <laughs> yeah. who's an established okay. artist well, with other more important things to draw and paint about like, well, why can't you do this color? Why can't you put this there? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 
Adam, I can always hear you describe what the Great Pumpkin Project is. It's always it's it, it warms my heart just hear you describe Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely, I, I always glad, know. What, I always know what you're gonna say too. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what he's gonna oh, say. So it's predictable. I'll switch it up <laughs> next year. You're like, wait a second, you you're not gonna leave the pumpkins in creepy places. Leave them in festive, no. nice, non creepy no. places. That's how you'll switch I, I, it up. I'm gonna leave them in, in corporate business parks only. <laughs> in front of a Goldman Sachs or some shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. That would be horrible. That would not be a a fun project, honestly. I'll make, but, I'll make I'll make sure I do that in one night this this year. I'll leave it though, in front of a Goldman you Sachs. You said you try to leave them at places that need Halloween spirit, and those places don't do not have Halloween yeah, spirit. Yeah, they don't give I a mean, shit so, about Halloween. So really, it. is it so wrong to leave one there? I mean, I do do I do I think the ice cream section of a shop right needs Halloween spirit? No, but you know when it's tough to think of 31 different places and you're like it's 9 30 i don't feel like driving far i'm just gonna walk into a grocery store and put it in the ice cream thing but that stuff like that's usually the most fun because it's that is fun you know sometimes sometimes the idea the thing gets gets a little like monotonous trying to find like something that's always creepy or something that people know or a weird new jersey uh location so occasionally like (laughs) leaving it in a porta john is funny. <laughs> we straight up left them left them on people's porches, like people's that. houses. I appreciate that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we just straight up we're putting them on people's porches. Like, yo, this house needs a pumpkin here. We're putting it here, and if yeah, they don't like exactly. it, they'll have to deal with it. One <laughs> thing you should do, and I think I mentioned it before, I've done it before, is when it's still October and somebody's got Christmas stuff out, they're getting one with a note that <laughs> That's says a good, it's I, too I like early. that. Yeah, like, please, absolutely. Like, please stop. Just, what's what sort of sick individuals putting up Christmas decorations like there's, October dude, there's 20th? People, there's Horrible. people that do it. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'd probably be really annoyed if I did see someone with like a Christmas wreath like October 20th or something like that. I'd be like, yo, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with this person? They're not I mean, mentally well. <laughs> same level of mentally unstable as the person who puts <laughs> Halloween stuff up August 1st. So, Well, yeah, I guess I, well, I can't talk to you. I want to say then. something because Adam said something in our group chat on Instagram. And he said that he's basically using when he records with us. That's like his inauguration of how, like, yeah. spooky season. I yeah. love that. I absolutely cool. love yeah. that because I've been hearing people say this, Adam, that August is their kickoff to spooky season. And I always, to me, it was always September. It but is. D- dude, yeah. all the candies are already being put out in stores. Like oh, I've dude, seen four yeah. stores with candy in it already. For, people are already me, finding all the junk food and stuff already like all like yeah, the cereals and candies because it's out chocolates yeah everything for me out. though when you're doing this stuff and it's like like for me to do the show is is great it's kind of like the for like a kickoff to okay i gotta get ready for Love this it. but when people <laughs> are going if it's if it's 95 degrees and i'm seeing every halloween thing out and by october it's like clearance section that kills me so like i make myself wait at least until it feels like fall weather before I start, you know, really diving into it. Because come October, it's old news. I don't want it to feel that way. I want it to feel like, you know, when you were six years old and that stuff came out in the store at the right time, you know, you were in school, it's October, it shows up. I don't need to be drinking pumpkin spice when I'm, like, sweating to death. It needs to feel correct. 
I'll, I'll be I honest agree. with you. I'm the same way. I, I, you know, for me, anytime I see it, like, of course, you get excited when it's August, whatever, 2nd or 3rd, and you're, you're seeing Halloween Yeah, doses. Shit. It's fun to yeah, see it in doses. It's fun to see it, but I'll be honest. You know, I remember when I was younger, you know, uh, I don't know, younger, I mean, like, in my 20s at this point. <laughs> but when I was younger, I would get excited you know, in August and like start drinking pumpkin beer and pumpkin coffee or whatever, pumpkin shit, you know, you start just having, you start having it. Now right. I'm noticing I'm taking my time Same. and I won't start ha- yeah, I won't start having that stuff until like mid to late September just because it's, I don't want to get tired of be. it before October. It has to be so, mid-September. Mid-September is the, is the move. Yeah, I Some agree. Some people it's get excited be- though. It's good to see, but like, I'm not lying to myself and tell me, you know, I'm still mowing the lawn and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy Halloween stuff right now. But you got to stock up on it before it's all sold out because come September 1st, all that limited edition stuff, you're not going to find it. Oh, dude, today I think I saw on Twitter and I, I, you know, I've made it very clear on the podcast several times that here in New York City, I can never find some of the more exclusive fucking things. it's not around here a lot. I've said it so many times. I've bitched about it so many times. And I saw today that they're going to release a uh, Hocus Pocus 2 cereal. Yep. I can't wait. And I'm like, I definitely want to get my hands on that when I do my, you know, Halloween junk food. Marshmallow (laughs) Winifreds. Uh, so, so to move along on the on the subjects of, of of pumpkin, on that subject of pumpkin, we always cover iconic jack o' lanterns. We've covered some uh, some heavy hitters in the past, some controversial picks where we discussed certain ones. I, I want to quiz. I'm going to quiz you, Adam. Can you no remember great. one of the pre previous jack o' lanterns that uh, we talked about? Not your own, though. Do you? I remember? distinctly remember. I distinctly remember Dave and uh, Pumpkinhead. Yes. Um, yep. That's a good I one. I remember. I think Sam Hain was mine. So I. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure that was mine. Um, you did. Uh, <laughs> you did no. My- I know. Well, I obviously know which one you did because I hate it. It was the yes. Halloween. The Halloween Jacqueline. <laughs> yes. So. The uh, I, to be honest, when I knew it was coming on, I'm like, oh no, I don't even remember what I picked before. And I couldn't yeah. remember what you guys picked in total. So I went, I'm like, all right, I know we haven't talked about these. So, <laughs> Dude, there's so many. There's so many jack-o'-lanterns. If you Google it or just do a little research, take 20 minutes. There are so many jack-o'-lanterns from films. I had like six yeah. I could have picked from, and none of you guys mentioned them. So I, was, I have a list. I was I not in that mind frame. I was like, <laughs> oh, geez, like, I think I've spread everything thin. But dude, I have not. my picks for next yeah, year. Yeah, there right? are there are a lot. <laughs> I already have my picks for next year. So if that's all I mean, anything, let's be let's be real here. <laughs> We're really just picking jack-o'-lanterns we think are cool looking like they might exactly. not even be iconic. Right. They're iconic they're just to us. <laughs> to us. Right. It was. To be honest with you, like there's a billion jack o' lanterns I could have picked that were cool looking, but I'm like, all right, what's somebody gonna actually know? And obviously, if somebody is religiously listening to this podcast, they're gonna have a little more insight into important jack o' lanterns. So I'm trying to keep it something <laughs> that has some weight to it, rather than like, oh, jack o' lantern, you know, drawn on whatever. So it's just it's getting harder to actually fit the uh, the idea of iconic, at least for me. So you I think always, I think I picked a good one or two though. You you can always 
And this is the rule for our listeners when it comes to us picking things, it, whether mm-hmm. it be just costumes, jack-o'-lanterns, whatever it is, it can be special to us. The more personal, the better, and that's and why you like it, and that's always kind yeah. of been how we do things. Little a little peek behind the haunted hangover curtain there. That's just I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't want to throw the show off brand or anything. <laughs> the the way the way you throw it off brand is if you pick like an iconic like turkey. So that'd be like that'd be like wait a second, that's not that's not Halloween or you know something like along those lines. So that's what we're gonna do in, during Thanksgiving. Iconic turkeys. There you go. Oh Spoiler alert. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, I can think of that. one. <laughs> I can actually think of like two right now. So there you go. <laughs> what are they? Just I, I want to know what is it. Can't spoil it just in case we end right. up doing okay. that. So. <laughs> okay, uh, you can have me on for that one too. I have yeah. one pick, and we'll all fight over who gets to say. It. We're all gonna fight over the one iconic turkey that we all. <laughs> who's going with that? Yo, that'll be it'll be one. It'll be we'll talk about one turkey the entire episode. <laughs> that will be your least listened to. <laughs> yes, two downloads. That's what it'll. That's what it'll be of that episode. Oh uh, but Adam, since you're our guest, hit us with your first pick. Next morning, Ichabod's hat was found, and close beside it, a shattered pumpkin. All right. So to kind of circle back to my whole thing about trying to pick something that actually had some weight to it, and something that you know fit the word iconic. My um, my pick is the jack-o'-lantern that is thrown by the Headless Horseman in Disney's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1949. Um, to kind of give uh, a bit of background to it, actually, the most most of this is a lot of background, simply because that pumpkin, that iconic pumpkin that has now pretty much made everybody assume oh the headless horseman always has a pumpkin which is not true that pumpkin is on screen for exactly four seconds so (laughs) now for as big a part of the headless horseman that people think the jack-o'-lantern is that kind of proves it so to kind of give you a little bit of backstory um the legend of sleepy hollow is part of a Disney movie called The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. The Sleepy Hollow part of that film is the second half. Um, For those who don't know, obviously you know, but just for those who don't know, the premise of the story is every Halloween, the Headless Horseman looks for his head. He's out in the town of Sleepy Hollow, and if he can't find his head, he will take it from somebody else. Um, Some facts about it. Um, the headless horseman cannot leave the woods. He cannot cross the bridge. You know, the headless horseman bridge in actual sleepy hollow, um, the bridge that's by the church and his powers leave him if he leaves the woods. So in that film, Ichabod rides home on his horse named gunpowder, um, thinking he's being followed. He sees the horseman with a sword drawn following him, sees he has no head. And he's being chased by the Headless Horseman. And he manages to cross the bridge where the horseman can't get him. But horseman takes a flaming jack-o'-lantern, throws it at him, and presumably hits him. The next day, all that's found of Ichabod is his old-timey hat and a shattered pumpkin. So... 
that's essentially the extent of where that pumpkin comes from in the film. Mm -hmm. The film is obviously based off of uh, the 1820 uh, novel by uh, Washington Irving, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. A few things about the Headless Horseman. Um, he's also known as the Headless Hessian of the Hollow. Oh, he was a Hessian, a Hessian trooper who died mm -hmm. in the Battle of White Plains in 1776 during the Revolutionary War, and he was beheaded specifically by a cannonball. Um, the story of the Headless Horseman as well resides in Irish folklore as the Dolaham, translated to Dark Man, and it was also glommed by somebody in Texas as a Texas-specific folklore. One interesting fact about their version is apparently he carries the spine of a dead corpse whipping at it. That's brutal, right so there. That's pretty. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's tough. Pretty, that's pretty. That's pretty creepy. Um, yeah. The pumpkin itself, if we're getting specific into the pumpkin that shows up for all of four or so seconds, um, again throws thrown at Ichabod, can't cross the bridge, presumably kills him, and so on. The look of it, if you are familiar, very traditional sideways triangle eyes, triangle nose. A dreadful frowning mouth. It's actually pretty cool looking, to be honest. My with you. favorite. You see it it's my favorite. Yeah, you see it duplicated a lot. Um, my opinion on it: great looking jack o' lantern. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys before, the bigger fact is the idea of the headless horseman carrying a pumpkin or having a pumpkin head or or whatever did not exist until Disney Crazy. put that out. It isn't noted at yeah. all in the original novel by Irving. Um, and where I think it holds its weight primarily is its influence is huge. Oh, yeah, dude. Like any prop, any decoration. If you if I was thinking of doing this, but I didn't have time is I wanted to ask 10 people. I'm like, Headless Horseman, does he have a pumpkin or not? And I guarantee you more more so than not. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have people assume yeah. he does, and you know you had um, I looked into Tim Burton's version that apparently does not have that in that version. But again, it's so it's in, it's in the movie though. It's in the movie. It's it, it's represented uh, in the film. You want to know how? Do you remember? You you you, so you mentioned a prank. Yeah. So I forget the character's name. And this is in the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this no. isn't really a spoiler. From 1999. I have no idea. Yeah. I've never seen it. So. He's never you seen it. 15 years. So, I, I may have. I don't know. So, so in the film, you know, I forget the character's name, but even in the Disney version, there's the guy that's kind of bullying him. Do okay. you remember? There's like that character. I forget his name. But in the Tim Burton version, Casper Van Dien <laughs> plays this that's character. Right. Perfect yeah. casting. Perfect casting, and it's like Christina Ricci's boyfriend. Like, it's the, her character's mm -hmm. boyfriend. So what happens is when Johnny Depp, Ichabod Crane, shows up, uh, the Casper Van Dien character plays a prank on him by pretending to be the horseman and throws a jack-o'-lantern at his head. And it, like, cracks and it's flaming and everything. And he throws it and it smashes him in the head and then they laugh and ride away on their horse. So even in that version, even though it's technically not the real horsemen they still mm -hmm. they still show it with that it's still represented with the pumpkin you know in their minds in the characters minds um also you know there's a um are you afraid of the dark episode 
uh, that takes place in uh, Sleepy Hollow. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. And in that, the same thing happens. There's a there's a jack-o'-lantern. So it's funny there's how even... There's a bridge. The yeah, whole the bridge, thing is... The, well, yeah. that's part of the, the legend itself and the story. But it's just interesting that every any version of the Headless Horseman Sleepy Hollow, I feel like that pumpkin makes an appearance in some way. It's always just been... There's even a low-budget... I'm a big fan of it. There's a low-budget horror movie i believe it's called the hollow i've been wanting to cover it on the podcast i'm sure we will eventually um and in that i think he has like a big monstrous jack-o'-lantern head if i remember correctly so like it exists it's a thing you know what i mean that that the character always has so it's crazy how disney had such an influence on just the existence of this character having a jack-o'-lantern head so right and and it makes you think how much Again, decorations or scarecrows yeah. or just kind of the the idea of a person with a pumpkin head comes from that cartoon. You know, there's a lot of yeah. things that are influenced by Disney, a lot of Disney-fied versions of, you know, Grimm's fairy tales and stuff. And, yeah. every, you know, the, the green witch face is totally due to Wizard of Oz. It was never a thing before Wizard of Oz. So... Isn't kind of Santa, a similar isn't, thing. It's similar to Santa Claus. Isn't the look of Santa Claus with the red and white coat and all that Coca-Cola? That's Coke. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's so interesting how these companies created what we all know these characters, or, or I guess what they're right. what they look like, or what they're I don't know what they're supposed to look like, but what we think right. they look like. Several decades and decades and generations and generations of people that are used to seeing these characters like that. And the horseman yeah. with the with the jack o' lantern head is a prime example. Santa Claus, the Wicked Witch of the West, like you said from um, uh, from Wizard of Oz. Even even it's funny because when you go, and I'm pretty sure I'm about ninety percent sure when you go to Sleepy Hollow, I've been mm-hmm. several times. I'm sure you've been right, Adam. You had to have gone uh, uh, at least one at least once yeah. a year, to, if not to do yeah. something just to drive through. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure. The cops, like the police department, they're bad. Like That's their the, symbol is the, it, is a horseman with a pumpkin. Yep. I'm pretty sure there's a the pumpkin. High, yeah. So the high school, the high school mascot is the the Sleepy Hollow or the Terrytown Horseman. Yeah, and I'm sure yep. there's a jack o' lantern so probably in that. Their street signs, their street signs are orange and have the headless horseman between. Like, so if there's two words to the street name, they'll you know a little drawing the headless horseman's on yeah, it. Yeah, I like remember. He, yeah. It's cool. It's cool that they have that and even even though and I'm I, and I'm pretty sure the pumpkins in those in that image, right? Uh pretty on the sure. street. Um, maybe good not. Good question. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a pumpkin in the design, but there's definitely something that has to do with the with the folklore of it in the design of the cops on the cop cars and stuff, I think. So yeah, yeah, so you're definitely right about that. Yeah, I know that. I know, I know. It's 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 a guy on a horse. As to whether or not they have a pumpkin, like in the silhouette, I'm not sure. But I'll be there this year. I'll check it out. I mean, it honestly, me of Salem with the witch going. Like the yeah, going to Tarrytown. Going to Tarrytown, especially during the fall, is a thing. Like it's a yeah. it's almost like a tourist. You know, it's a tourist spot. Like people 100%. go there. Horseman's yeah, Hollow I mean, is a popular yeah. haunt that's there. And it's called Horseman's Hollow. And there they have a horse. That. It's great. 
it's it's not very long, but it's cool. Um, but that has a horseman, and I'm about ninety percent sure there's a pumpkin somewhere, a jack o' lantern somewhere with that character. So and this and it's just like headless horseman uh, in what's it called by uh, Kingston upstate. In the cats. Yeah, that's, uh, in, in Ulster. Yeah, it's Ulster, the same Ulster New York. That's it. Yeah, Ulster's right next to Kingston. I'm pretty sure um, there's a pumpkin or jack o' lantern there too. So <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, li- listen, they legit have a person on a horse <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> with no. with a fucking with no head uh, riding around with a sword in its hand, and I think it does. It might have a pumpkin. I'm not sure. It probably but, does. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Either way, you know, it, it can't be denied. It's it's such an it's got so many offshoots, and uh, yeah, my my second pick will be far less you know uh, important uh. for sure. Avoid fuck-ups. Fools, I call them. You all know the type. Everything they have anything to do with turns into a disaster, no, how, no matter how good it may sound. Yeah. Trouble for themselves and everyone connected with them. A fool is bad news and it rubs off. Don't let it rub off on you. So my first pick is from William S. Burroughs, and it's his jack-o'-lantern carved with a hatchet. Renowned writer and visual artist, he is considered a primary figure of the beat generation and a major postmodern author whose influence reached into pop culture and literature. Naked Lunch, The Wild Boys, and Junkie are just some of his most well-known books that I highly recommend checking out. I mean, Naked Lunch is a fucking movie. If you've never seen it, you should. It's pretty great. My man, William S. Burroughs. So on October 31st, 1996, photographer Philip Haying visited William S. Burroughs in Lawrence, Kansas for dinner alongside Bernard and Francois Heidsieck. The jack-o'-lantern Burroughs had carved had a traditional face carved on one side, but on the other, he took a hatchet to it, and needless to say, it wasn't pleasant to look at. Hang said it was the most intense jack-o'-lantern he has ever seen. So intense, he asked Burroughs to pose beside it for a picture. In the photo, you could see the pockets of Burroughs' jacket sagging down because he was carrying several weapons on him. So William S. Burroughs is known for having weapons on him all the time. That's just a little side thing right there. Like, he was known as that neighbor who just always had a gun on him or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well-known poet Allen Ginsberg was visiting and helped Burroughs deck out the front room for all the trick-or-treaters. Burroughs' art dealer, Jose Ferez Curie, had brought a dozen giant candy skulls from Mexico. Ginsberg and Allen had set up a display of the skulls just inside the front door with all kinds of candy on the table. After dinner, just at 7 p.m., the Burroughs household has yet to receive any trick-or-treaters. Burroughs pacing and depressed, no trick-or-treaters had come yet, finally... At 7.15, the trick-or-treaters started coming. Greeted by Burroughs and Ginsburg, a few kids even dressed as Bob Dole. Burroughs spoiled the kids with candy and posed for pictures with them. Those kids were lucky enough to go home with life-size mystical candy skulls in their bags, given to them by none other than William S. Burroughs. I can't even imagine being a kid in the mid-90s knowing that this famous writer lives in the middle of fucking Kansas and is just wants people to come trick or treat at his house loaded with weapons in his jacket and just wants to enjoy Halloween with all these trick or treaters. Like to me, that is so surreal and insane. 
It sounds like something I mean, out of a movie. That's like the house you I want was to gonna avoid. Say, <laughs> it's like there's there's an original movie premise based on a true story. <laughs> yes. Probably doesn't end as pleasantly, though. It probably is pretty. No, no. In a movie, it would end way worse. Something bad would happen Listen, to the kids or something. I love, love, love. I mean, I, I don't know how old he was at that time, but... I mean, I love that the dude was so like he was just waiting for kids to come trick or treat. Like that just shows you, like, if you're a Halloween person, you're a Halloween person till you're fucking right. dead. Not for sure. And and this guy was just waiting for it. He went all out. And just imagine getting candy from Pete. Like like these artists and photog- uh these artists and poets, like these people that were like prime, like individuals of the beat generation which i i love that era like getting stuff from them and probably not even realizing it like yeah. imagine that <laughs> yeah, no one do six year old don't care yeah i'm sure the kids that were going up to him this like, isn't you know, a real series this is stupid they probably just didn't even they were just probably like whatever this is strange they probably <laughs> probably threw it at like the teacher they hated's house as like a prank <laughs> So, so but you, it's just, you sent me a picture of this, Dave, and the pumpkin's all <laughs> fucked up, right? Like it's, it's all just, it's just fucking cut up. It's just like literally, he probably just took a bunch of wax at it, and it was like, "Here you go, here's my pumpkin." And I could completely see him doing yeah, that. Yeah, like but our, on our the flip side, yeah, have to see he, this picture. He did by make, the way. <laughs> yeah, you have you're gonna have to post it on Instagram. Yeah, but he did post it. He did carve a jack o' lantern. But he decided to hack it up on the other side and then, you know, so, you know, the photographer's like, yeah, I'm going to take a picture with this. It's really and, deranged looking, and, honestly. <laughs> honestly. And his demeanor and, it, and like, the way he's posing, he looks so serious. Yeah. He's just like, this, like, this is my fucking pumpkin. <laughs> he's owning that pumpkin. He's like, this yeah. is my pumpkin. You know what's funny about that? Like, so you sent the photo and... I'm familiar with him, right? But if I you said it, I'm you, curious. No, you haven't. Oh, so we shared it in the in the group chat. The three of us have. So you have to take. You have to go back and take a look at it. But in the picture, if you showed this to anyone, they would think that's a serial killer, a hundred percent. Like he looks, or just a wacko, or, or something. just a wacko. They would not know this guy's a famous writer. Like he's written great, like stories and things like that movies have been made based on his stories like you would never know and just the fact that and the, my favorite part of this jack-o'-lantern i use that word very loosely is that it's like i want to know why he just did that he just like whacked it a few times and he was like there's my jack-o'-lantern like it's a that takes a certain type of person <laughs> like uh, like us to describe, mean, like like dave your story the way you you know you articulated what like the the, the the backstory to it like does not describe it well enough until you see the picture of right. him next to the pumpkin and well, then you're that, like okay this is the All funny right. thing though go ahead adam I, I, I was going to say, I did, I did see it in the chat, and I was just like, I, I, I saw it in passing. I must have yeah, been working, yeah. and I scrolled through, and I didn't read the content. I'm like, whose crazy neighbor is this? <laughs> yes, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terribly. It's great, though. So, so here, here's, I think this is my favorite part about this, and it's that, okay, so you could say what you want. You know, he looks like a nut job. You know, he's, you know, it's just an... A, a, it looks like it's just a hacked up back of a pumpkin, <laughs> yeah. but the but like but the good. story behind oh, it is amazing. so great because this guy just wanted to have a fun Halloween. 
Like he literally yeah. just wanted to innocent. have a fun Halloween. It was an innocent and it was so thing. heartwarming yeah. to me that he just wanted kids to come trick or treat at his house. Dude, I love it personally. Like, when I, <laughs> like to go to again. Just looking at the photo with no context, you're like, "What the fuck?" Again, I'll, I'll say that. So, like, any of our listeners, just look at this photo and don't know anything about it. You're gonna be like, "What the hell are these guys? Why did these guys pick mm-hmm. this?" But I totally agree. And at a glance, you're like, "This is kind of twisted for some reason." It's yeah. just the way he looks and his house and the pumpkin all tore up. But the the heartwarming story is just funny, and it's it, it goes to show you people are sometimes oblivious, like. He must have just been oblivious and and didn't realize that this looks like fucking Leatherface's jack o' lantern. Yep. <laughs> Not. I mean, like, would you <laughs> would you would you let your kids take candy from him if no, you didn't no. know who he was? Realistically, I, I I don't know if that even makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. They'd be uh, like, no, don't go over there. Don't go to that guy's house. <laughs> but you know what I want to know? You want to know? And I don't know if there's any details on this. Did he like stand in front of his house? Like you might have said it in the story, and I didn't catch it. But was well, he just, he was just yeah, he was he just, just wait, so what I, so I, I, from what I understand, they like what what they did was, and I've seen this before. Yeah, people will open up like the front, like half of their living room. Yeah, where you could walk in and grab yeah, candy no. and stuff like that, and that's what yeah. it seemed. What he did, he Not he today. decorated. Yeah, no, not today. It's different he, times. He yeah. he decorated like the front portion of his room so kids could go in and take candy and stuff like that. So <laughs> and listen, they weren't handing out just candy. Like I said, the, the one skulls. the yeah. his art dealer had brought like like life actual skull sized candy. Yeah, that's cool. You know, from another you know, from somewhere else and, and kids were lucky enough to get that. That's what I'm saying. Like imagine if like you were a kid. And like you did, like you finally like okay, like I'm you know I'm 18 years old. I'm gonna read Naked Lunch, yeah. right? And I see you know you see the movie Naked Lunch, and you're just like, wait a second. And like say your parents like, oh, that's the guy that that lives down over there. And you're like, what? And it's just the whole. It's like that light bulb moment, and it's like holy shit, I got a fucking candy skull from William S. Burroughs. Oh, that's sick, dude. You wouldn't appreciate that until you're much <laughs> older. In all honesty. Right. That's something you'd appreciate when you're like 25, not when you're. Like I would love <laughs> to find to 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 see if there's interviews or something with kids that grew up and and had that experience. I would love to see. I would just love to to just to, to just to read about it, just to see what they have to say about it. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the you know current day equivalent to that? Like if uh, I don't know, Steve Buscemi was giving out like Halloween candy and. <laughs> like oh you got you got you got uh custom candy from steve you sent me and we're just, your kids are just like it was just the old man with the weird eyes and the jacket yeah. i mean that's yeah i mean it's possible that would be amazing too if steve Buscemi was handing out candy and he just lazily be- carved the jack-o'-lantern by stabbing it 50 times <laughs> his yeah. method would be like he just puts a exacto knife in one spot and he's like, i was tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that i would have loved if the dude like grabbed the like if this guy like grabbed the pumpkin put it like on like a boulder or something walked around like, walked <laughs> away from it grabbed out his gun and like shot it four times and then that was his that would be that would be really <laughs> funny <laughs> i think i'd like great. that more that'd be amazing if that's how like that's how he carved it instead of just stabbing it but i'll be honest i still appreciate his fucking you know stabbed up fucking gutted 
pumpkin jack-o'-lantern. It's like, dude, honestly, the picture's great. It's a great photo. Like, just the photo is great. Yeah, it's a post it. Well, I, I, I know it. you'll put it up. I know you'll put it up it's when you just, post it on Instagram. It's just so. a great, it's just a great yeah. photo. And a great, and a great yep. story. And I, and I can tell Absolutely. you what, a lot of our listeners probably would have never even heard of this. I, I'm pretty sure. So that's, that's. I didn't. So yeah. Thank there you, you Dave. Adam yeah, didn't even course. know about this. So there you go. It's a great, great pick, Dave. <laughs> this guy, couldn't he have at least waited until October 31st? <laughs> Obliterating you is such a thrill, Spider Clown. This is so bootiful. <laughs> well, like boo to that wordplay. <laughs> Let me tell you, whoever this jack-o'-lantern guy is, he's definitely more trick than treat. So my first pick. And, and I'm going to say this at the top. I am not a big superhero fan at all. I'm 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 surprised you picked this. <laughs> yes. And that's why honestly. I did that. I'm not the biggest <laughs> like superhero comic guy. I like comics, but I wouldn't say like superhero comics are my thing. Now, I'll say this. I enjoy like animated series. Like I'm a big fan of the original X-Men and from the nineties and you know, the Batman animated series from the nineties, obviously because of our age, we all kind of like those shows, but I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan. All these Marvel movies and all this shit that's going on now. uh, I watch them casually. Sometimes I get, I'll be honest. I get a little confused because I, I I don't know all the references (laughs) from the previous movie. And sometimes I'll be sure. Listen, they're like roller coasters, and I, I'm pretty Absolutely. sure we've said this on the show before. They're like roller coasters. You go up, and then when you go down <laughs> that big drop, you, you you know, you get the excitement. You get all those feelings. It's fun. And then when you land, you're like, all right, I'm done. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what – that's how I treat the superhero films and superheroes. Fair enough. Never, never been my thing. But last year, I stumbled. I stumbled upon this character. And that's the Spider-Man villain, Jack-O-Lantern. Now, this is how I stumbled on this guy. Because I had never heard of him before. And, and I did a little research. He is not high in the uh, in the rogues gallery for Spider-Man. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in the top five. You know, most people know Dr. He's Octopus. Not. He won't get Rhino. his own. Yes. His He'll own never be MCU in the Marvel movies. Video. Yes. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> He'll never pop up in the MCU. He'll never be a a, a, a big. You know, watch us say that in the next Spider-Man movie. Jack O'Lantern's the villain. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But no, I highly, highly doubt that. Um, but the way I found out about this guy was so I forget why I was on Disney Plus, and during Halloween, during the Halloween season last year, what they do is on the main screen, main menu, they put. Halloween associated stuff, movies, shows, episodes of shows. And I saw a Spider-Man episode, right? And I was like, wait a second. Uh, this looks cool. And the, the title of the episode is Halloween Night at the Museum. That's the title of the episode. So obviously that grabbed my attention. And it's short, 20 minutes. I forget what I was doing. I might have been editing this show for all I know. <laughs> I might have been editing uh, editing an episode of the podcast. And I put it on in the background. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a really cool character because in the episode, there's this character called Jack-O-Lantern. Now, let me describe this character. He's basically the Hobgoblin or Green Goblin with a Jack-O-Lantern head. 
That's that's my best way of describing him. He flies around in a hoverboard. He throws bombs because I did a little research on him as well outside of this episode. He throws pumpkin bombs because you all know Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, threw, they, they throw pumpkin bombs, which honestly are iconic in themselves. Like you can say right. that. That's what, what I thought you were picking at first no, when you mentioned this. I wanted to go a little more obscure. So, again, that's. You can you can call those iconic because most people, whenever you think of the Green Goblin, the Hobgoblin, you think Absolutely. of those yeah. of those pumpkin bombs. So I saw this character and I was like, oh shit, this is like a cool design. He's like the Green Goblin with a jack-o'-lantern head. And the that's the best way to describe him. He and his the actual jack-o'-lantern is flaming, no nose. And he's got the uh, the eye holes and the smile. You know, it's very classic. I feel like that's a thing. They love forgetting the nose in certain animated <laughs> versions of jack-o'-lanterns. And this character in this specific episode is no different. Um, Dave, I'm sure one year when we do our animation month, we'll probably cover this episode. Because probably. Because it, it is a fun I'd one. I'd watch it. I'd watch it's it. It's a fun one. It's a, a quick watch. Now, I did a little, I did a little research on the character of Jack-O-Lantern. So I can tell you this. He debuted in 1981, which was crazy to me. I was like, damn, he's been around a long time. And he was he debuted in a, in a Spider-Man comic that I believe was titled Machine Man number 19. Again, not a comic guy. I don't know what the fuck that means, but that's the issue he debuted in. So he's been around for a minute. He's been around a long time. So kind of just looking into the character, and I'm not going to go into every detail because there's a lot. The, the, the lore behind this guy is kind of chaotic, but I can tell you this. About five different people have put on this persona, like five or six. I read six. this, and I really yeah. I thought this was interesting. That, yeah. to me, was the coolest thing. One of the coolest things about this character, and I am a little part of me looking into him. I kind of want to go back and find these episodes, like these issues, and read them. Um but there was a group of jack-o'-lanterns at one point portraying like a group of people looked like this character. I guess right. Spider-Man was, was fighting them or whatever. Um, and even at one point, because for the most part, the character is a mercenary. And I, I think some of, the, some of the background on it is that that person became a hobgoblin or a green goblin. But like this was their previous persona. But right. there was a version that was possessed by a demon and he was given superhuman strength. So mm. I, I recommend going on Google and just doing a little research if you're curious and never heard of him. Because I'll be honest, I never see this guy mentioned. I never, ever see him. I, I, there's so many Spider-Man fans that I never see. He's never in video games. I, it was the first time I'd ever seen him was on that animated series, the original Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. Mm -hmm. I don't remember him ever popping up. So he's a deep cut I, villain. I took it I took it upon myself to go on Google and look at this dude. Are you aware that he had his own Marvel Masterpiece trading card? I did not know that. I know he had an action mm -hmm. figure. I did see that. Uh, I have to Google this uh, card. What does it look like? Uh, it's very uh, maybe it's not Marvel masterpiece. It, I mean, it looks Marvel Spider Man Fleer Ultra nineteen ninety five base trading card. Wow, it's three dollars awesome. on eBay. <laughs> wow, the cards not even cards not even worth that much. Yo, so. Those cards, 
those Marvel cards. Oh, I was obsessed we used to, with those. As a yeah, kid. same here. Yeah. And they, I think they used to do all the all like the deep cuts, the Everyone famous got shit, a card, all of yeah. it. Yeah. I, so, to throw in a funny side note about Marvel cards, when I was in fourth grade, me and my friends collected them and traded them. And there was about two cards with scantily clad women, Psylocke and the White Queen. Well, the principal oh, of our school found out <laughs> that we were had these cards. And they're like, what are these, you know, fourth graders doing yeah. with these racy cards? And they said we weren't allowed to have them in school anymore. And my friends and I <laughs> were like, we're going to walk out. We're going to have a walk out. We're going to protest because we want our Marvel cards. No, because I mean, that's familiar Marvel cards. You they, they were a big deal. The hologram cards too, man. Yo, that's, I have a question sick. for you guys when it comes to I the cards. I have some for you guys too. And I know this is a tangent. Did you guys have a binder with all your cards in them? Of course. Absolutely. Of I know course. All right, just making sure. You have it still? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. I have, that's awesome. I still have my box. They, they, so, like, I used to be into all trading cards, and I used to have a box that said Marvel cards. I still have it. Yeah. Um, I got to find it. But let me just tell you guys something real quick. I may have mentioned this. I'm sorry if I did. I'm saying it again. Louie's going to get mad at me. <laughs> when, I, when I was in middle school, probably around sixth grade, my friend Andrew and I, we used to take all the doubles and triples of the of the comic book cards, and we had these little pieces of we had an exacto knife, and we had these little Uh-oh. pieces of, of thin, uh, like almost like styrofoam board type of stuff, and we made three D cards yep. Yep. of all of all these things of of you know whatever the Punisher whoever yeah. you know Ghost Rider fucking Daredevil, and. We made them and people liked them. So, like, kids would be like, hey, could, you know, can I buy this? Like, we'd sell them for like five bucks or like two dollars. You guys were hustlers so, in school. Yo, so, <laughs> listen, listen, it gets better. It gets better. So, in middle school, I don't know how it happened, but there was like some entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial program that was doing a story on kids that were doing like little businesses and shit like that. So, we got chosen. To be in this fair, and we were called. We called ourselves. We called ourselves the Three Dimensions. And yeah, <laughs> Dude, oh my god, the, the comic the comic book store in my town sold those. So I don't know if your idea got jacked, but they would sell them and they would put them in like the deeper like collector cases. Like let's say if you had like absolutely 19 exactly to 20 what cards you're talking about. and you close them in the case yep. and so it looked, yeah yeah, yeah. I've, uh-huh. I've seen that so and like it, I, yeah <laughs> yo, your idea we, got jacked <laughs> the yo, three dimensions i, I were just jacked. <laughs> listen i just remember being in my english homeroom class and getting called into another classroom and they're like oh come in come in come in and they're like what did you you've do? been chosen for it was called kids and biz you've been chosen for the kids and biz and i'm just <laughs> oh like my God. yo this that's is fucking sick great. that's fucking awesome <laughs> that is cool so we went cool. and we went to this big job fair thing and we yeah. sold cards we got interviewed we were in the newspaper it was fucking crazy the three dimensions here we go Represent. Dan, I think you got to bring it. I think you got to bring it back. Dan. I'm sorry. That was represent. Your, that you was your have, calling. Do you, do you I don't think so. I don't think so. I could take a look. I gotta, I gotta ask my friend Andrew if he still has them because we're still oh we're still God. really good friends. But um, that's funny. The three dimensions. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, Adam, because we <laughs> <laughs> we made a business out of it for like three oh months. Oh my God. 
Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah that, that, to, to jump back onto the main topic, the tangent corner there about Flair, Card, and Dave's experience with him, his, his hustling in school with the three dimensions. Yeah, it sounds like the, you know, the three dimensions sounds like an old like wrestling tag 80s. team. Absolutely. 80s wrestling yeah. tag team. Um, but yeah, I chose this guy because I think he has this a cool look. I think the jack-o'-lantern. He Spider-Man definitely has a cool look. Just sure. looks cool. Very reminiscent of Sam Hain from the real Ghostbusters, which we've talked about several times and he's come up several times um and, and i just think people don't appreciate him as i feel like he should be iconic i'm like how the fuck is this character not more Yo, popular maybe you, you know, talking I, about him is going to bring him into the you i know, highly the doubt that <laughs> you know what you know what i think may be working against him as i look at the pictures he's like ghost rider but with a pumpkin head yeah yeah he kind of does he kind of the motorcycle like yeah, he's like yeah. a combination of the Green Goblin and and Ghost Rider, but with a pumpkin head. But like kids love Halloween, adults love Halloween too, obviously. But I don't see how he did not become a bigger deal. Like, why aren't there T-shirts with Jack and Lantern on them? That's it. I'm doing it. We always talk about oh, T-shirt ideas. Yo, that's a really good idea. <laughs> That'd be a sick shirt. So it. Ex- I mean, there's got to be one on like Red Bubble or somebody made their own. You know. Maybe I, I don't think so. You should do it. He I also do it. might have to. <laughs> I shouldn't say a, he. Be, be, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. Somebody made a Funko Pop of it. Of that makes sense. Actually, I believe that because they make actually, obscure shit. You know what? No, that's an actual product. Yeah, that what? makes sense. I am looking at it. Funko Pop Venom Venomized Jack O' Lantern. Yeah. You oh, can go wow. buy so, that right now on Amazon. Twenty five bucks. Get at it before somebody else. Because they make I deep know, cut I, stuff. I, yeah, I believe that. Do. I believe that. I know he has an he action looks cool figure. As hell. Yeah, he looks cool. I know he's. If he's got a Funko Pop, that's that's good. And if he's got an action figure, that's cool too. But I still don't think enough people talk about him. Like I, instead of it's always the Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, fucking Doctor Octopus, all those the, the Lizard and Sandman and all that shit. Mephisto. Mephisto. Not nah, a Mysterio. Mysterio, that's it. Mysterio (laughs) kind of looks like him, too. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's too reminiscent of these other characters, and they don't want to... My man gets my man gets put at the bottom of the list all the time, fucking Jack-O-Lantern, and they're playing him all the time, dude. (laughs) He should be way, way... He should be way more prominent. But again, maybe that's just me, because I love Halloween, and I love Jack-O-Lantern, so... That's probably why I feel this way, so... I'm glad you guys agree with me. (laughs) Totally. Look what's rising out of the pumpkin patch this Halloween. The Pumpkin Cutter, a great way to let your kids carve their own pumpkins without sharp edges that cut little hands. It even makes toothy grins easy to do. The Pumpkin Scoop removes seeds and pulp better than any spoon. And the Pumpkin Light replaces dangerous candles with glowing results. Have a great pumpkin this Halloween with the Pumpkin Cutter Pumpkin Scoop and Pumpkin Light. Pumpkin Cutter products available at Long's Drugs and Safeway. So, to drastically descend from importance i actually think this is the most important one to be honest with you (laughs) thanks well so it's funny because to go from something that's i mean let's pretty much say like globally known you know its influence goes very far to something that is very niche um so my second pick is something called the pumpkin light. Now I'm sure Lou, you'll have to drop a sound bite in at least, or 
something on the social media you know to, even I will. People, <laughs> to even cue people in as to what the heck this is. So the pumpkin light is exactly what it sounds like. It is a light in the shape of a pumpkin that is made for children to put inside a pumpkin instead of using a candle. The, the kick to this is it is a very 80s thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably nostalgic. I almost want to say more, more so to people on the East Coast, but apparently not. Um, so, he, so here's a rundown. It's a plastic light in the shape of a pumpkin, basically for kids. It's a safer alternative to a candle. It has a very cherubic pumpkin face. It was released in 1987 by company. I have no idea because I couldn't find anything on this hmm. thing. So um, it was often sold with the pumpkin cutter with a K, <laughs> by the way. And the pumpkin That's important. scoop. That's important. Yes, the K is just just yes. appealed to the kids. Yes. Um, often sold in. It's also sold in groups of threes. Um, and most people, if they you know what the heck this is, will remember the commercials. Now, the commercials are fantastic, and I went back and I watched the four or five of them that are posted on YouTube, and each is as charming as the next. I remember them as a kid very clearly. Um, one particular thing as I went through the, the different variants of the YouTube videos is you could tell that the the pumpkin light was sold in different areas of the country, some on the East Coast, some more yeah. inland, you know, middle America, because of the simple fact that the end of every pumpkin light commercial, it says a list of the local drugstores and shopping areas that are shopping stores that that carried it so for example I, I as i watched everyone at the end it's like now available at pathmark whatever Woolworth. some of this yeah <laughs> well dude Woolworth, so here we go were definitely ones here, over they were definitely yeah here. here we go so i took note of the uh the stores that this was sold at so particularly east coast get ready for a nostalgia trip so you have pathmark pathmark's yeah. pretty much dead Caldor, yeah. rest in peace. Man, I don't Caldor. know if you had it like close to Caldor. Caldor. Yeah, dude, I remember Caldor. <laughs> the precursor to Home Depot, Rickles. Um, I don't remember get, Rickles. Yeah, that might have been just a New Jersey thing, but okay. like you get more in the center of the country, Wallbounds, Woolworths, Kings, Dan's Supreme, and there is a few weird ones I saved for the end. Drug World, because. That's Yo, just, dr- drug world sounds drug, awesome. Drug world. Doesn't, I want to go to drug world. I don't even do drugs, and a drug world sounds so fucking right, it cool. It sounds shady. Um, spags. <laughs> spags. Oh, Os- Osco drug. Okay. Lee words, and I'm going to save the best for last. Purity supreme. <laughs> Purity supreme. Get your pumpkin light at Purity Supreme. Um, <laughs> so, Yo, dude, those stores. It's so funny just like running down those. Because honestly, I only recognize like five of them. And then Drug right, World exactly. just sounds cool. So, <laughs> like, so your mom's going to be like, I'll be right back. I have to go to Purity Supreme to pick up my foundation <laughs> and a pack, of, a pack of like RC Cola. But yeah, so that was half the fun of watching those. And then a few other things I noticed throughout the different variants or different versions of the commercials. Um, one of the earlier versions from 86, uh, 
also mentions the pumpkin light can be used as like a safety device when you're out trick or treating yeah. so you don't get hit by a car, you know. And hang it around your neck or some shit. Like fucking right, exactly. tie it up. <laughs> and uh, the weird part about that one is there's a, a, a three or four kids that are portrayed. One is, I think, a skeleton, one's a pirate, and there's yeah. also a little girl. Go watch that YouTube video and tell me she does not look like a KKK member. <laughs> I, have <to> go <laughs> back. I have to go back oh, and man. watch it. Let me say horrible. something about the light. So yeah. I had one of these. I definitely had so one did of I. these. I did too. They don't light up for shit. They no. sucked. <laughs> no, you're going to get hit by a car. Yeah. Yes, you're dead. <laughs> if, you're, if you're an idiot and tying one of those things around your neck or holding it, you're going to get fucking whacked nope. by a bus or something. It's still shit. fucking cool. Intentionally, <laughs> someone a bus driver's gonna be like, "Look at this fucking dumbass!" <laughs> Run him over with their pumpkin light, <laughs> swerve, and then take your candy. They're gonna fucking uh, meet Joe Black like they did with fucking Brad Pitt. I don't know if you guys know that reference. Whack you with two cars. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's? You know what I do like about these commercials, and I'll say this: I love how the voiceover. I, I don't know if it's for all of them or for one of them. The dude's doing like Igor. a Peter, like a, either a Peter Laurie or like Vincent, yeah. like a boot, yeah, like a boot, bootleg Vincent Price. I yeah. love it like, so yeah. much. Like he's trying his best to do it, but I do love it too. Even though it's like not the best impression of those actors, but it's still. But great. it's supposed to be shitty. It's better because of it's course. shitty. You of know, course. like. In in another one of the uh, the commercials that I've listed here, uh, one of the later ones, it looks like it takes place in a Frankenstein's castle, and then they're doing that voiceover. Yeah. And there's a like a nervous mad scientist, and it looks like it would have been a McDonald's Happy Meal commercial. It has that yeah, vibe, definitely. And and um, one of the guys in the like, there's kids, there's the mad scientist, and then there's a guy who literally looks like a toothless Louis C.K who plays Igor. <laughs> oh and my god. So that that's a pretty good one too. That is a good one. Um, that is that's like then, the really short one, right? Uh, yeah, There's one that's like really than, short. Okay. It looks like it's, it looks a little more 90s than anything, a little more colorful. Yeah. But and then just to kind of go over like the the last few is there's a one from 89 where it's the combo. It's got the pumpkin cutter and the the scooper and all that stuff. With a and K. the beginning of the thing what with, with a, a k, k. <laughs> yeah with a k thank you for reminding me um where the first few sections sections of that commercial is the guy the uh, dad trying to carve a pumpkin with literally like an eight inch flimsy like you he's gonna cut a main artery in his arm <laughs> like isn't carving pumpkin so dangerous and unsafe <laughs> you should see dad like he's he's got the shakes trying to carve out the eye and the yeah. kids are sitting the kids are sitting to the side with pumpkins in their lap looking absolutely aggravated because dad's trying to carve with you know a, a, a friday the 13th machete and then it goes to <laughs> don't the, do know, that dad are, <laughs> it's like, oh, little Jimmy's using the pumpkin cutter. He's more responsible. And you see him accidentally kind of, you know, slip on a cut. And they're like, you're not yeah. going to lose a finger, basically. <laughs> and, you know, the kitchens in those commercials, man. Go back and watch the ones with the kitchens. You want to talk about, like, time warp to the 80s? Like, just the flower print and drabby-looking colors. Like all it's missing is the like the Tupperware with the mushrooms on it and all that stuff <laughs> that everybody's mom had. Yeah, dude. 
I, you so, know, I, you know what's funny about the pumpkin light? I'm shocked it's still not a thing. I'm just shocked yeah. that you can't buy them now. I, I, I just agree. looked on eBay. A brighter version? Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. A, <laughs> like obviously an actual a, proper version? A, a proper version that you won't like get run over by somebody. But That's actually useful? Honestly, dude, I just I just went on YouTube really quick. YouTube. eBay. My bad. I went on eBay really quick, and I just typed in pumpkin light 80s to see if one would pop up to buy. Didn't. Didn't. Nope. So strange. That's there's a guy in the comments weird. of one of there's a guy in the comments of one of the videos said, like, I guess the video was posted like five years ago. He's like, I just yeah. snagged one on eBay for six dollars. And I'm like, that's a good idea. And I did exactly what you just did. You can't, all right, damn, you can't find it. Yeah. I'm yeah. just surprised. Damn. It's so sim- and obviously it was a cheap product from what I remember when I because I had one too. And I'm just shocked you can't find them. That's so – it's almost like they didn't exist. They vanished off the face of the earth. The fucking pumpkin light. So weird. Well, let's do a little research. It'll pop up and it'll be $40 because of inflation. Probably. Dude, not even. It'll be like $80. Someone will have one mint in the box still, in the packaging. Sure. And they'll charge $250 for it. Buy it now. (laughs) Free shipping. Buy it now. $250 on eBay. But I'm just surprised it's still not a thing. Like you don't see Dude. them in Target, you don't see them at Home Depot. I'm, I'm shocked just because it's pretty timeless when you think about it. All it Absolutely. is is a little pumpkin light. That's all it is. So yep, yeah. You know, I mean, what would you actually pay for the full trifecta of pumpkin face products? The scooper, the light, <laughs> the I mean, scooper, the light, the fucking safety knife or whatever. Fifteen yeah, bucks. Exactly. The knife. Yo. The knife. Probably Pumpkin Masters bought them out. It's like, just Maybe. make this disappear. Make this Maybe. disappear. Probably. <laughs> Pumpkin because, Masters dude, has Pumpkin yeah. Masters has that market locked. <laughs> yeah, dude. When you think about it, right? When you go to a Spirit or Target and you go and buy a light to put in your jack o' lantern, like like not a real flame. Obviously, you're using a little light. There are all those ones that flicker or change yeah. color now, and they're like a small circular tab, basically. Yeah. That you push yep. down on, drop it in the jack-o'-lantern, and then it, you know, it just lights up. So I'm just surprised that I, I'm. You're probably right. One of those companies probably either evolved, turned into a, this new company, or they just bought them or something. Whatever company was making them. So really strange that they don't exist now. Just it was really a mob strange. deal. Maybe possibly. It was all that, a front. The, the pumpkin light <laughs> family got threatened by the up-and-coming pumpkin masters family like you're gonna disappear and no more pumpkin light that's why you can't find we're gonna throw you in the river we're gonna put fucking concrete shoes and throw you in the river for fucking get rid of that fucking pumpkin light burn them all (laughs) burn them all look for for every um purity spirit or whatever it is (laughs) purity supreme Purity Supreme. Supreme. What a name. Or the, or the drugstore. Go, go to the drugstore. You, you, you got to go over to every Spags and Drug World. And we're going to troll Drug World. <laughs> drug World. You got to go to Drug World. Cool. No, That's no, That's a cool no, name that, for a band. Not that Drug World. The other Drug World. Yo, dude. There was a dude outside of Drug World in the corner just selling fucking pumpkin lights. He was opening up a fucking bag and, hey, and hey, just buddy. selling pumpkin lights. Yo, man, Drug hey. World, man. You're looking for a pumpkin light? Yo, guys. Listen, I want to let me just say something really quick. Back when Mortal Kombat, this is very off topic, but it reminds me of something. <laughs> What's new? Back when Mortal Kombat first came out, 
there was a bar slash billiards place called Shooters. Okay. Now, what 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 year did Mortal Kombat come out? Was it ninety two or ninety three? Ninety three. Something about that. Yeah. It's like ten yeah, years 90, old. Between ninety three and ninety five, around that right. Time, so whatever, right. ten, eleven years old, whatever. There was a move list of every move every character yeah, yeah. had and every fatality, but it was just a sheet of paper. And this fucking bar slash uh, billiards place had like a bunch of the move lists for free. So because they had the game in the in the bar. Yeah. So imagine a little kid going into a bar to get this move list <laughs> for the game. So it's like someone selling that light outside of Drug World, if Drug World actually was an actual drugstore. So <laughs> it just reminds me of that. They just sold bricks of cocaine at Drug World. That's all. And, and pumpkin you, lights. I am, <laughs> I am gonna name a, a song or an album Drug World one day because it's Drug World. It's just too <laughs> fucking good to pass. I'm on. holding you. The, I'm holding you to that. And oh, that's fine. Oh, I'm in my word, dude. If Done. there's one thing, if there's one thing you learned of Adam's pick, is that we just got a kick out of, of the fact that a, an yep. establishment was called Drug World. Drug World. <laughs> The one, Hell the one yeah. thing I'll, the one thing I'll say to to kind of close that out too, I realized after going back and watching all these videos and watching that dad almost you know sever his arm with the the giant knife <laughs> is this is obviously the influence for the Jack Chop, um video. Oh for sure, I'm sure. I know, yeah, I know, hundred percent. I don't know what that is. Like, it, oh dude, I know I've mentioned it before when we're done go on youtube look up jack chop and it's okay. the guy's talking with a boston accent like jack chop you don't have time to have a pumpkin kid <laughs> like it's the most cliche boston accent and the guy just carves himself up with what is supposed to be the pumpkin cutter but the jack chop <laughs> okay the jack chop takes out his eye dude like <laughs> trust me okay go watch it it's amazing i gotta check I it will? out that sounds hilarious i gotta check it out Come on, come on, come on. What's the matter? Don't you have any Halloween spirit? No. All right, so my final pick for the season and this episode is... Now, you got to bear with me. It's something from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Came out in 1982, written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. As of the past few years... Well, I don't want to even say few years. I'd say almost 10 years. Halloween 3 has had a giant resurgence in love. I've always mm-hmm. liked this one the most, although I've probably said I liked Halloween 2 the most at one point. <laughs> but we're all familiar. <laughs> I know I probably said I liked that one the most, but I really we do like Halloween We also covered 3. Halloween 3 over on Patreon, so go check yes. that out. We went check super that out. in depth. Yeah. We went through the entire series. What, we got one more, two more movies left? Two more. Um, we're all familiar with the trio of masks that are adored by most, and rightfully so. The witch mask, the jack-o'-lantern mask, and the skeleton mask, but I'm not talking about those. I'm here to talk about that cold and calculated title sequence jam-packed with enough atmosphere to fill a cemetery. We get this opening sequence that is basically synced with the incredible score, and it's my one of my favorite movie scores of all time. It's great. From John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. The lines methodically exact filling up the screens are such a great tone setter for this film. Cold and ominous are the two words that keep coming to mind when I think and watch this opening. The pixelation of the screen, the different cuts of the lines, it's almost like a video game. Mm 
We finally get a staggering, flickering, computer-generated jack-o'-lantern, and it's fucking terrifying. Uh, in my opinion, this pixelated jack-o'-lantern is just as iconic as the three masks, if not more. Best part is, it's not even a physical jack-o'-lantern. Um, <laughs> I was like... Trying to find something that I was like, I, I want to do, like, I know both of my picks are probably a little more on the obscure side. Not that Halloween 3 is anything obscure about it, but. Nah, not anymore. <laughs> right. But I don't think anybody would have really thought about that. I mean, I'm sure there are people, but that pixelated skip pumpkin to me is is cooler than the three masks. Yeah. In my I, opinion. I, I think it's iconic for sure, because I'm pretty sure I've seen. The actual jack-o'-lantern itself, maybe not in the style of being pixelated, like on pins and t-shirts. So it has it has become a little more popular over the yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. Maybe not, maybe not as popular as the three masks for obvious reasons because you can wear the actual – Right. Like you can wear them and you can market those masks a little easier on shirts. But I, I totally agree, dude. Like, And I'm pretty sure in our Patreon episode we talked – a little more in depth about Probably, the, I don't actual, even remember. <laughs> the actual like the actual jack-o'-lantern but yeah yeah dude it's it's I, I would agree it's iconic and probably to me after the original one which we talked about the original jack-o'-lantern from halloween 1978 in that intro i would think this is probably the second most iconic in the entire franchise maybe even more so than the second one which breaks apart and turns into a skeleton there's a skeleton yeah. inside the pumpkin yeah. inside the jack-o'-lantern but i would say this one's probably and this is the last time one of the films opened up with a jack-o'-lantern as mm-hmm. a kind of the main centerpiece so that tells you something too because part four didn't even though part four has that phenomenal you know farm opening sequence that we i'm sure we also gushed about when we covered halloween four but this is the last time they used the jack-o'-lantern in the Halloween franchise as the centerpiece besides the new movies that are mimicking the original, you know, they're literally copying the original uh, first two films. So it is, yeah. it is, that is a good pick. And I, and I would say it's, it's just as iconic as the original, the original jack-o'-lantern. So. And I, I can't stress enough how this opening is such a tone setter for that movie. Yeah. Like, it's just like this digitized fucking nightmare. And it, I don't know. It's just, it's scary. You know, like just seeing that. Cause it's, what's that? I said, are you getting choked up talking about it? No. <laughs> Dave's getting emotional talking about the jack-o'-lantern from Halloween. I'm sad. <laughs> He's sad. I do want to say it does look like it was made on like an Atari or something like that. Yeah, it's, or some, <laughs> just it some old, like. I mean, obviously it was made on some old-ass computer probably. Yeah. And they definitely probably had to like – because I remember – like taking computer classes in like elementary school, like you had yeah. to put a whole bunch of fucking commands in to get a yeah. thing, like to get the computer to draw something. So that's probably yeah. what the fuck it was. And and I, you know what I always loved about it? How the music, there's like that. Oh yeah, it goes right to it. Like it's synced right with it. See it with the with the eerie John Carpenter score. You could see the actual pumpkin, the outline of it being made. And at first, you don't know it's a jack-o'-lantern. Like, you're looking at it, like, what the fuck is this when you're seeing the movie for the first right. time? Right. But eventually, I love how it ends with the blinking jack-o'-lantern, which, in reality, what that is, is the blinking jack-o'-lantern from the commercial. From the happy, happy Halloween. Because yeah. that's, what, yeah. that's yeah. what the kids are looking at. So, it goes to show you that that's kind of going to be the main 
you know, the main thing that people are looking at when they their brains explode and turn to mush and fucking insects <laughs> come out of their eye, eye yeah. sockets and shit like <laughs> that. So definitely a good one. What do you what do you think of this jack-o'-lantern, Adam? So it falls in line with the rest. Like Halloween 3 to me, again, it, to everybody, it's its own thing, but it's not, but it is. And I remember being a little kid in my local video store, not nearly enough old enough to see any of the movies at that point. Yeah. I mean, what year was it released? 83? 83, 83, 82, 82. 82. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't have been more than like, I mean, I was born in 81. So yeah, I, I was still very young and I was looking yeah. at the box because the box had, yeah. I knew Michael Myers was a thing, yeah. but the box had, you know, the, the shadows of the kids, the, you know, the witch hat and everything. And I'm like, Oh, this is different. Yeah. And I remember some older kid came up to me. They're like, yeah, that one's stupid. Michael Myers, isn't it? You don't need to watch that one. Yeah. So that was like my first impression How of it. How wrong he was. And, <laughs> right, right, right. And, <laughs> and not being the biggest fan of the Halloween series, like it's just, it's just not part of my growing up. Yeah. But to see, but eventually seeing this one probably sometime in my mid-20s mm-hmm. and to see it catch steam, is awesome to see the the you know the skeleton the witch and the pumpkin head catch you know catch like deserved just getting love at this point right it's getting love but not like it did before but the uh the the intro to this like it just doesn't you can't fit the tone of a movie better than the intro for it completely Um, agree agree and i have dave if i can find it I literally have a screen printed poster of this that I took off the record of off the wall of a record store in Portland, Maine. If I can find it, you can have it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I have I, a Halloween three poster behind me, but it doesn't have the pumpkin that we're talking about in it. <laughs> that's a that's a creative pick. Like I'll give Dave credit yeah. here because I knew nothing about the Burroughs creepy old men. Hatchet thing. <laughs> there you <And> go. <laughs> to dial it back to this, like that is pretty. That is pretty iconic as far as just having effect to it for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's a good, I, it, it definitely it starts the movie off. It it, it takes oh, this, you in the right yeah. kind of right direction, you know. Like it's, it's right. It sums up the movie in a few a minute or two, like just that intro. Mm-hmm. Totally does. Happy Halloween! The Grand Pumpkin! You are real! That's right, Milhouse. Your childlike belief has brought me to life. I knew you'd come. I even baked you a loaf of homemade pumpkin bread. Oh, how delightful. Bread made especially for pumpkins. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's made from pumpkins. What? So my last pick is the Great Pumpkin as a concept. Now, when I say very as a con- yeah, very meta. Now, when I say as a concept, that's because, and, and I'm not gonna go into the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown or it's the Great Pumpkin. Is it? Is it? It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna go into that too much because I, I actually do want to cover that on the show fairly soon. Um, but what I always liked was Linus believed in the great pumpkin, like a kid would Santa Claus. And in this 
Halloween special, he waits in the pumpkin patch for the Great Pumpkin. And the Great Pumpkin never arrives. And when you think of the Great Pumpkin, you think of a giant pumpkin. That's what you think of, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say so. That's kind of... And Linus never... He never describes to my recollection what the great pumpkin looks like in his mind or what he thinks it looks like all the kids kind of brush him off in the episode and just talk shit to him that the great pumpkin doesn't exist and he's a fucking idiot for waiting in the pumpkin patch i'm not even joking that's tough crowd dude like lucy is an like they're all assholes to him in this episode they're like linus you're an idiot for waiting in the pumpkin patch for the great pumpkin and you feel really bad for him there's also this one shot really quick where you see linus cold with his blanket and you feel really bad because all he wants is to see the great pumpkin but yes to kind of jump off of that because i don't want to focus too much on the actual special itself what I love about the Great Pumpkin is there's been so many different versions of the Great Pumpkin in a kind of horrific sense and in a spooky – because when you think about it, this giant pumpkin that emerges in a pumpkin patch would be something fucking terrifying when you really, when you really think about it. It would not be something – it would be something you run away from, not run and want to give a hug to technically. Now, I have a couple of examples here, and this is why I think it's iconic that there's been parodies of The Great Pumpkin that actually show what The Great Pumpkin looks like. So one of the first references I could, and I recommend all of our listeners to Google these things or, or, you know, go on YouTube and and you'll find everything I'm about to talk about. But one of the first things I remember, and this is a t-shirt that came out years ago. I'll be honest. I don't know who the artist was, uh, but it's a parody of the Great Pumpkin. And on this shirt, you've got this giant jack-o'-lantern with vines and stuff, all the green vines, and all of the Peanuts kids dead around him it's fucking amazing like that someone designed this and the great pumpkin is just there looming over all their corpses it's fucking hilarious and i just think that image alone of this giant sinister jack-o'-lantern sums up what the great pumpkin looks like like i'm forever tarnished that that's what he looks like now some other examples there's a robot chicken episode. <laughs> great one. Where it's a great one where Linus he's 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 in the pumpkin patch and he you know obviously he's talking about no one believes him. Oh, no one believes me that the great pumpkin's real. He never comes. He fucking summons in like a satanic ritual by killing a chicken. He summons the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin comes, kills him. And then goes after everyone else in, in, in all the other fucking peanuts. And then it ends with a giant tree. Charlie Brown uses a giant tree to eat and kill the great pumpkin. It's fucking ridiculous. It's robot chicken. What do you expect? Um, but my favorite parody of the great pumpkin and him being a horror character is the um, – <laughs> I, I forget if it's the Great Pumpkin or the the Grand. I think it's the Grand Pumpkin is what they call it. It's the Great. It's the Grand Pumpkin Millhouse, and it works the same way. Where Millhouse from The Simpsons, you, everyone knows Millhouse. He's a great character. Um, he's waiting 
for the the grand pumpkin because they don't want to get sued. They do that with the shining, the shinning on a great <laughs> on a Trios of our episode. But yeah, he's waiting for the um, the grand pumpkin to show up, and no one believes him. He cries, and this triggers a ginormous jack o' lantern to grow in the pumpkin patch. And what happens is Millhouse accidentally tells the grand pumpkin that they carve. And, and use pumpkins during Halloween. He feeds them pumpkin bread, and it's made of real pumpkin. <laughs> and the grand pumpkin goes around eating pe- eats Homer and eats people because he finds out that people use pumpkins and carve them and are killing them, and he cannot believe he can't believe uh. it. He's so <laughs> upset about this because Yo, he's hurt. Yeah, he is hurt. And it's so funny because he always sees Jacqueline. He's like, oh, my God. At one point, I think Homer or one of the characters comes out. Not Homer because Homer's carving pumpkins and he eats Homer. And then he says, good evening, ladies. The grand pumpkin goes, good evening, ladies, and jets off because he's talking to the pumpkins. But there's a scene where one of the characters comes out with pumpkin seeds or roasted pumpkin seeds. And he's like, you're eating unborn pumpkins? Like he literally says that, the grand pumpkin. It's a, it's a pretty funny premise for this. It's fucking amazing it's probably the best parody of the great pumpkin and i think that's what's so iconic about the concept of the great pumpkin that so many people have been able to take this idea and give it a sinister twist and i think that's what's like because the whenever you ask people it's you know it's the great pumpkin or whatever charlie brown that special is iconic i honestly think as people age out and get older, I think it is losing its luster. I feel like I don't see as many people talk about the Great Pumpkin as much as they That's used because, to. Because it's know? not on network TV anymore. Yeah, it's on Apple TV or some yeah, shit now, which, which is wild. But people are not – I feel like younger generations, like if you're 19, you're not watching this special anymore. And it's a great it's a great special. I still throw it on every Halloween. It's of 20 course. minutes long. It's fucking great. Um, but – I just always loved this, the concept of the great pumpkin and just how you're able to twist that and make it all morbid. So it's funny you say that anytime, you know, I've seen this countless times as a kid. I haven't watched it recently, but my head in my head, it goes to, doesn't go to anything morbid. It just goes to this grand pumpkin that just kind of appears that stays for like yeah. a little bit and then disappears. That's in my head what the, you know, the great pumpkin is. So yeah. I I would say probably most people probably think it's like this terrifying thing, but I do think that there are people that probably just think it's this, you know, this royal pumpkin. looking <laughs> pumpkin like, "Oh, let me look like look at this beautiful pumpkin and then it goes yeah. away." That's yeah. what I think. That's what I get when I think about it. Yeah, a royal pumpkin. That's my favorite thing you've said. Yeah, it's yeah. a little. It's a big pumpkin with a crown on its head. That'd be. Or just like of, with like these beautiful vines and this like shine, this gleam in the night. Yo, like that's that what I get pumpkin. from it. <laughs> it's a royal pumpkin. I <laughs> think. You gonna say something, Adam? Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I think uh, out of the concept of of the actual special, there's definitely no um, no suspicion that you think the the great pumpkin is going to be anything no you know evil Evil. you know what dave said it's like yeah a royal pumpkin is almost the way a good way to put it you feel like maybe he's got like the robe like the freddie mercury king robe and he comes (laughs) out of the pumpkin yeah but but the concept of making it evil is not only slightly genius but 
almost in a way kind of obvious because yeah. it's, it's it went for so long not being looked at as something that could possibly be not good and, yeah uh, for it's that to get elaborated spirit. on i yeah <laughs> i know the i know the shirt you're talking about where you see um you know him summoning the great pumpkin at a pentagram and it's such a good way to take it yeah um to to your point about the special though you know it's not talked about as much because it's not just a thing that happens to be on a major network a day yeah. in october you know we, the fact that you can go watch it anytime kind of takes the the fun out of it yeah you know it's just it, something's always better when it's just on or a song comes on the radio sure you can go play it through apple music or whatever but when it just sure. shows up and i think that hurts it but also like we just have to go to the you know ever humbling idea that we're old you know <laughs> yeah you yeah, are gonna have <laughs> you can't have are you gonna have the conversation with your nan about you i miss that they don't put a wonderful life on every year <laughs> yeah, anymore no. i don't have a dvd player like yeah yeah for sure like so so i get that you know it it just doesn't show up and it should but in a sick twisted way, you know, taking something that's almost kind of uh, childhood sacred in a way and really just kind of applying the 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 schlocky horror element to it is kind of like almost so obvious, but very rarely done. And when it's done, it's done pretty well. Yeah. And, and that's kind yeah. of what I think is just so iconic that the, the, the actual great pumpkin can be anything it can be sinister it can be a royal right. pumpkin like dave said it can be a you know a spirit it could be whatever and i think that's what's like the most iconic about it now just kind of in the zeitgeist just kind of what it is the great pumpkin you know and to kind of close and to kind of wrap it up here with the great pumpkin this is obviously where you came or i'm guessing right this is where you got the name for your brand um it wasn't directly <laughs> ripped from Charlie Brown. Yeah. That wasn't the intention. Yeah. I went, I remember going back and trying to think of names for it. It was, I kind of wanted to come up with something. I, I don't know for lack of a better term, more mysterious, more vague, yeah. but to where you got the point. And I remember sitting there, I can probably actually find the piece of paper, me sitting there scribbling names out, you know, like, okay, what ha what's catchy. And then obviously the term, you know, the words great and pumpkin exist yeah. because of that. But then it's like, what do I call it? Like, do I call it a, uh, like a cl not club? Do I call yeah. it like a mission? What am I calling it? And it's like, okay, it's a project. And then just the, it just rolls off the tongue. And I'm like, it's kind of too obvious, kind of too simple, yeah. but it's like, you're really not going to get something that sticks as good as that. So no, of course, of course, of course, it's rooted in Charlie Brown just because the term "great pumpkin" comes from there. Yeah. And would I? And it, would it be possible I came up with it? Let's say that didn't exist. Maybe because it's you know it just bounces. It's it's got good rhythm to it. But yeah, it's it it's definitely has to lend a hand to it. So. I'm sure yeah, most people when they when they see it, that's what they think of. They think you. Took, I'm oh, sure they're for, like, "This guy lifted it from Charlie Brown." That's probably oh for what sure. They think. Even yeah. even when googling it, like I see like on Instagram, if some if I get like, "Oh, somebody tagged you in a, a thing," and I'm like, "It's obvious they didn't look to, till the full end of the hashtag that they yeah. were not having anything to do with what 
what I'm doing. It's like, they yeah. just wanted to put the great pumpkin. So yeah, yeah it, it happens. Sure. But I mean, <laughs> Hey, if it's accidental exposure, all the better, you know, for sure. That's, that's always a good thing. There's nothing wrong with sharing. There's nothing wrong with sharing a name with an iconic pumpkin. So that's <laughs> exactly. It could be worse. All right. So if you each had to pick one pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern without picking your own what would it be adam out of all of our picks which which jack-o'-lantern would you pick i think i'm gonna err on the william s burroughs thing because it's something i knew (laughs) absolutely nothing about and now i'm actually kind of prompted to go read because when when i went up and looked up the picture after you said it and there's this whole thing like william s burroughs and his pumpkin written by so on and so forth so like there's obviously deeper uh lore to the thing you know and you kind of summed it up pretty good just explaining it but i'm like wow like this is this is really off and weird and i kind of like that stuff so uh, for me to be completely out of the know on something and be introduced to it where i'm kind of like let me check this out i have to give it to dave's pick because that's pretty weird (laughs) i like it love it what what about you dave what 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 uh, like Pumpkin light. pumpkin light, pumpkin light, pumpkin <laughs> light. You know what's funny? You... I'm going with the pumpkin light too. So oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did, what were so you, say, you said you you mentioned you knew it from you know your childhood. Did you, Dave, or like is this something totally new to you? The pumpkin light? No, I had one. Okay, you did have one. I right. totally, totally remember. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just something that, you know, I had forgotten about it. When you post that, I, that's when I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. and to, me, to me, it felt kind of like a throwaway, a throwaway pick because I'm like, I literally couldn't think of something because going no, from this you know, the Headless pick. Horseman to this, yeah, and I'm like, all right, pick. it's kind of got almost a, a more, at least I feel a more local kind of definitely uh, uh, history or, uh, you know, nostalgia to it. But I'm glad it, you know. I'm glad it went over. Listen, man, the pumpkin light wins solely on drug world being a thing. Now. Yep. So, <laughs> drug world is what sold it. There you go. I got to I got to go find which one of the videos is. I'll go on here after we're done and go through the YouTube videos again. But just finishing those and seeing the ridiculous names yeah. people name pharmacies like why? Drug world, man. So. Yep. Life's all about drug world now. Haunted hangover. We're just gonna be all about drug world now. That's all. That's all. all we're just gonna change. We're just gonna change the podcast name to Drug World. Dr- no, well, obviously. <laughs> how do you? What's what's a drug hangover? What were you gonna call a haunted overdose? Or haunted overdose. Oh man, yo, we're gonna have a whole rebrand. Haunted overdose, aka Drug <laughs> World. There you go. Keep an eye, yeah. keep an ear out, listen, an eye and ear out, listeners. Available at Genevieve's, Woolworth, Walbombs, Kings, Dan Supreme, and Drug World. So that was Iconic Jack-O-Lanterns, Part 3. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show once again, sir. <laughs> An absolute pleasure as always. I will be back as long as you want to have me here. Get up to like, you know, Iconic Jack-O-Lanterns, Part 12, The Great Pumpkin Project Returns, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any anytime. Happy to be here. Happy oh, for it to be the kickoff to the best pleasure. part of the year. So. Thank you both. 
every August, you know, the listeners have to look forward. They, they, they look forward to you being on the I show. I love it. And just I love talking it. about it. Wait, wait until we get to uh, iconic jack-o'-lanterns in space. That's 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 a little that's uh, it. a little a little further down the line. Uh, where can people find you and the Great Pumpkin Project? They can find the Great Pumpkin Project at Instagram at greatpumpkinproject.com. The very sparingly up, ever updated actual website, thegreatpumpkinproject.com. Um, did I say .com twice? I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the website's where you can go to print your own tags every year. The tags that were made um, physically will be made digitally every year so you can get 2021's tags to print out put on your pumpkins at thegreatpumpkinproject.com all the updates pictures submissions and all that stuff will be at the instagram maybe one day i will get on tiktok god forbid <laughs> uh, but yeah that is that is that is where you can find all that Amazing. stuff um if you have anything to email it is i think the great pumpkin project at gmail.com yeah, and submit a picture. Put a pumpkin somewhere. Put a jack-o'-lantern somewhere yeah. exotic. Carve Damn one. Damn right. It Do ain't it. about me. Yeah. Participate. About, you know. Participate, people. The only way The only way it thrives. Get out <laughs> there, sure. carve them, and Participate. Them in, that's it. Put them on more porches, Dave. Oh, we will. <laughs> Trust me. We will be doing that. And get Tommy Valley. Rally him. I'm sure Tommy <laughs> Valley will be doing a pumpkin one day a year. Uh, one, one day a year. We'll be doing it one day a month. This October, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy bag of pumpkins, <laughs> Tommy pumpkins, Tommy pumpkins, uh, and be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze you went full drug <laughs> drug world on that right drug there. world hell yo. yeah hell drug yeah world, drug world coming soon whoa, drug, whoa. World, drug world rebrand 2023 fuck yeah drug world